Boston makes me feel good. I am afraid no ghosts. Boston makes me feel good. Yay! That's the entire episode. We're gonna end it right there. Bye! Have a good day. No, on a serious note, it's finally here. Ghostbusters Afterlife has finally Oof. arrived. Welcome to Expect Entertainment. I'm your host, the lovable and cuddly, I'm pretty sure I've already said it before, Tanner. I'm still Glenn. There we go. Welcome to Ghostbusters Afterlife podcast review from Expect Entertainment live from the Apollo. It's Saturday night. Do they still do it at the Apollo? I'm sure they do. That's one of those theaters that's been around so long they're never gonna... I was always just at the 30 Rock Plaza place. I, I'm, I don't know if they do it from the well, Apollo. I'm just saying they've... Live from the Apollo, I've heard that before, so I'm just... just... Yeah, I think that's something else. That's not important. It's <laughs> Ghostbusters Day, and boy howdy have I been waiting for this day. I was worried. For a long time. So, before we even get into the new one, let's briefly reiterate this franchise. So, the first two movies obviously came out in the 80s. Great. We weren't alive when they came out, but we definitely grew up with them. I don't know if you did. I did. And there you go. So now Ghostbusters Afterlife just came nope, out. No, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> acknowledge it. In 2016, they tried to rebrand the franchise and reboot it for a new generation. Oh. And hold on, before oh. you even say it, it wasn't you are terrible. Woo! It wasn't gonna, terrible. I have to, we have to explain up. how this even happened. Ooh. So they came out with that movie, and most people didn't like it, mostly because it was a... You're going to focus on that. Like, you talked about the two that came out in the 80s, and you are just like, yeah, they came out. And then you're going to focus on the 2016 one? Because the reason the 20... The, nah, the you old, do you. You're the We only have fan, this yeah. one because mm. of what happened with the 2016 reboot. Because mm, it sucked so bad. Verbatim. But that's from a layman's perspective. From a fan's perspective, it wasn't the worst thing they could have come up with. Well, I mean... It's not the worst it, thing they could... It, it wasn't, you could say that about anything, though. If you consider it as a standalone, has nothing to do with the original two, it's like a multiverse kind of thing. Because there is a multiverse in the Ghostbusters universe, so... It would explain how the characters, the old men, the original characters, were different people in this new one because they're it's the same world but just a different multiverse, different dimension. Just pretend it's its own thing. If it has nothing to do with the original two, it stands on its own as a as a decent movie. The fact that you have to describe it as that means it's bad. In my opinion, the fact that you have to go, oh, well, you gotta take it as a multiverse, the Ghostbusters multiverse, okay? I mean, Spider Man, Spider Man comes and and he fights the ghosts with Alfred Molina. I'll, I'll admit, I'll admit, it's it's sad to have to do that, but it really is true because most people they watch it the one time and then they just threw it out their door. They didn't care to give it a chance. Some people didn't even give it a chance, and I mean, a lot of it tanked from people who didn't even go to see it. They just instantly review bombed it and said it was a shit, shit tier experience. Women are funny. Okay. <laughs> that made me laugh. Exactly. 
Some of them were good. I'm it's just saying, I didn't say it was a great movie. It's I said it was a decent not a movie. Good way. I only like it mostly because it reminded me of like Saturday Night Live doing a Ghostbusters skit for two and a half hours. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. I'm sorry. I didn't I'm say. I've not said the word good or great. I said decent. I said decent. Anyway, so because of the reception that that movie came out with, they finally Sony was like, you know what? We really want to do this Ghostbusters right. Uh, the 2016 was supposed to kick off several things. They they were talking about a, a new all male Ghostbusters sequel, an all female, and then do sequels for them. But clearly, those didn't happen. But somewhere along that line, they had a meeting with the godsend of the Ghostbusters universe. I consider him the prodigal son, just like Dave Filoni is for Star Wars the and man Kevin Feige is for watched. Marvel what they did to his boy and then he cracked his knuckles and goes but you can't count that as his boy because like i said it's it's not even attached to look how they massacred the original boy but that's exactly how i see it the director's son he, he he watched the 2016 one and he goes look how they massacred my boy and then he cracked his knuckles he put on his photon pack thing and he goes time to Again, bust. I said it was decent. Time there are bust. there are good things in that movie as well as bad things. So, the the director of the original movie's son, I, uh, Jason Reitman, son of Ivan Reitman, had been behind the scenes of the first two movies so closely that you he might as well have been part of the production team in the eighties, and he took all that expertise. He was like, you know, I can make a better Ghostbusters film than. Uh, Paul Feig and all the people that made the 2016 one so he contacted Sony and they weren't sure but they did give him a chance I remember there was a struggle because there was back and forth on if the movie I remember that they took it took a little while so they finally got him in there and I couldn't have asked for a better Ghostbusters movie especially one that felt on par with the original two yes Uh, even though Story wise, it's like it is more or less the same story yeah. thirty years later, but it worked. I think yeah, I think it worked perfectly. It was like it, it's similar to Force Awakens. It, that was they the brought point. the nostalgia. Yeah. It's a similar story, but it's different and it it just it really rounded It was out. a fantastic homage um now, to the original. Granted, people listening to this, though few that you are this is a very spoiler-heavy episode because I watched the movie twice and I am going to go over it. There are ghosts that get captured in traps. Thanks for your two-second review. Anyway, so we start off the movie. We open shot. There's a what appears to be a mountain in the background. Kind of looks like a, a. You're gonna go step. I'm gonna be quick. I'm gonna be quick. I love this movie. This was this was a great movie. Visually, I just thought it was one of the coolest. He took Ghostbusters and made it look badass. Like I don't know what it is. Some of the things about it, like the whole when they went with the lore and the Gozer Temple and just everything when he went into it, it just it just felt badass to me. And it really felt like they they could make a lot more from this if they kept it in this same vein. Uh, It felt it felt worldly. Yeah. It felt like it definitely fit in with the real world. Yeah. Because um, it was it was a little like because like the original two Ghostbusters like always like had that like silly joke moment to it, you know. 
Right, but I mean, we were still I got slimed on. Oh, they built they build that company like five thousand dollars or whatever to clear yeah. the ghosts out. There's always jokes like kind like like you said, kind of like Saturday Night Live is. This one was like there were like legit like I mean I guess there was like threats in the original too, but like this one was like very more like realistic like. Right. Well, because there were, we didn't have ghostbusters. Yeah. There were yeah. nobody or there was nobody really around to take care of it. But the thing about this one is it starts off immediately. We see a big swirling spiral storm and what appears to be the the light beam from a trap and inside this big cyclone storm and all of a sudden you see somebody running and getting into their truck and driving like a bat out of hell from this from this area which happened to be named the Shandor Mining Company which is directly related to Evo Shandor who made the penthouse suite in the original Ghostbusters movie as well as the underground uh, subway system in Ghostbusters 2 rich man so it all starts with a philanthropist we go back to the man and there's a ghost chasing him you can't see it but it's running through him or running after him and it's clearly one of the older Ghostbusters you can't quite tell who it is until you get a good little silhouette shot of him there and you see that it's Egon Spangler they don't show his face because sadly he passed away six years ago um but you see a silhouette, and he's goading this this monster, and he's he's got it all set up. And he, I thought it was such a badass moment because he, because Egon was always my favorite character out of the originals. He was flipping ready. Uh, he knew he, he was he was always inward inward with himself yeah. and quirky. But it's like when he knows what he needs he to knew, do. Yeah, he knew how he to could handle. Be, he could be a badass, and he could fuck you up with some tech. And he tries to launch this device underneath the soil uh, that's in his backyard and it doesn't work and then chases him into the house we hide the ghost trap it appears that he has trapped a comrade of another ghost because he taunts him with the with the ghost trap like he's got someone in it he hides it in his floorboard and he's getting ready Uh, the trap didn't work so the ghost kind of runs into the house after him and You'd think he's gonna be fine. He's, he sits in the chair like he's 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 calm. He he knows what's gonna happen. He he, he it's like he's uh, he's expecting it because he's got something ready for it. But then all of a sudden it does the stupid uh, not stupid but the the arm thing that comes out of the chairs yeah, that the were in the originals come out of and thing instantly uh, he just he just he dies. can't handle it. It's too many arms. He has a heart attack. And he has a heart attack. The ghost doesn't kill him. He has a heart Right. Well, I mean the arms, whatever. Now, what I thought was so many interesting arms. was in that moment he was holding the PKE meter to see where the ghost was because it was invisible, and then all of a sudden a, a light shot out from there, from the barn, the house. A little red, little ghostly ball mm-hmm. just kind of flew out there. Now it looked like something from the PKE meter, but. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I've I've not now I've really thought about it. I think it was that same ghost that came in to kill him. It was just leaving the house after it killed Spangler because yeah. I don't know why. I th- I felt like because he was messing with the PK meter and it like the arms they close yeah. up and make that shocking bolt. Yeah, I was like, ooh, maybe he sent a signal out before he died. Like that's what I first when I first watched it took from it. It's like he sent a signal. It's like, oh shit, I'm dead. I need to warn somebody. I just figured. 
ghost. It was like a beacon. My, my job is done. Well, upon thinking about it, I remember when you see the ghost later, it's in that same yeah, orangey form ball. Um, so, sadly, that was Egon Spengler, and he passed away. They they did they 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 took him out fighting. That was at least something yeah, that, that I was, loved. He didn't so just yeah, that was go dope. out like immediately. We get. Like justice for his character, or a for rad, his... a radical, like brutal Ghostbuster. This was it was like hardcore like, badass. It, yeah, yeah, it was super hardcore and badass. Whereas, like in the other movies, it was like not like it felt not like, silly, um, but like safe. You know, you you knew that like none of them were gonna like get their head ripped off. You know, and this one was like, dude, this thing's like. Chase noise and his freaking truck. Like, it was very, yeah, very. It, it beat the gritty, truck off the very road. Very gritty and stuff. And you were like, oh, snap, dude. This uh, is some serious shit. What was it? There was a um, thing, thing that I liked about it was. Um, oh, it was very more serious and gritty and realistic, but not, but not like enough to be like, this isn't Ghostbusters. Oh, it reminded me kind of of Halloween, the, the new ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Jamie Lee Curtis spent 30 years preparing. Yeah. For Michael to return, yeah. it felt like Egon had been spending yeah. all this time just getting shit becoming together, the, becoming the John Wick of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> exactly, he really was. I mean, he he was always the tech one. He, he he was the one behind everything. So, uh, so he passed away. We cut, and it's, we're with the new family in this rundown apartment. You meet the new characters there: Egon's daughter's family. Egon had a kid. Don't know who the mother was. Obviously, it wasn't Annie Potts. Um, Unimportant. I thought, because you would think that the way that they set it up right there at the beginning. Yeah. So, anyway, so the, the family is pretty much poor. The father's left out on them. They don't have a dad around. And they're being evicted from their house. But fortunately, Egon has left them a nice dirt farm and a derelict, spooky, mm-hmm. haunted house to live in for the rest in, of their days. In crap field. Illinois Somerville or something. Somerville. <laughs> Somerville. Yeah. Uh, Somerville. In the middle of nowhere. In, 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 it was like Indiana or Illinois or something Indiana, like that. Illinois, Iowa, Oklahoma. Um, no, that's right. It was... Um, no, that was Eternals. I was thinking Pittsburgh. Kansas. I was thinking Kansas, Kansas, but I think that was in... The Midwest. Yes. Anyway. So... <laughs> the boring Midwest town. They make it there and turns out... No, everybody knew who he was, but everyone didn't really like him. He was like the old hermit man who didn't do anything. He was always they called him the dirt farmer because on the side of his barn, farm, on the side of the barn, is big dirt thing. written in yellow paint. Uh, paint, which at first I thought that was supposed to mean something, but it does. They actually did. I think about it. It do, it does mean something. They call him dirt farmer because he farmed dirt. But then they used that, and that was the big reveal. That was yeah, the big that's revelation. the big reveal. Um, but no one knew, and they just thought he farmed dirt. Yeah, it was like he's a, literally a dirt. Because there was there was nothing on his farm. He never planted nothing. No seeds. No nothing. No harvesting. Very then, interesting, wick, wicky guy. And that was one of the funnier moments because they went to the hardware store to get some supplies. And the hardware guy knew yeah. it. He was like, I bought some weird shit, though. And best, just, best customer I had bought all but all kinds of weird shit, though. It was so funny. It's just because it screams Egon. It's just, what kind of shit could he have possibly been buying? Um, so they, they start going through the house. You see all sorts of Easter eggs for the entire franchise, including the asymmetrical book stacking. Yes. <laughs> that, that instantly caught me, and it was like, who stacks books like this? It was, like, it was just so funny to see that again. 
the uh, uh, the new the new the new family, the new cast, the main cast. How'd you like them? We have we have Stranger Things boy who Finn Wolfhard or yeah. Hand whatever Wolf, Wolf. Wolfgang Amadeus. So it's Finn Wolf something. <laughs> Finn, Finn Wolfhard, Wolf. isn't it? Wolfhard? Is it you know hard what? or hand? In like t- ten years, it's I'll just gonna out. be Finn Wolf. So no, dude. Anyone with the name of Wolf in their in their bloodline, they always hold on to that. Only if it's Wolfsbane. No, there's a few. Wolfhard. Uh, see, I was right. See, Wolf I didn't. Hard. Wolfhard sounded kind of pornographic, so I didn't want to say it. <laughs> it does. It does. It sounds very pornographic. Oh, Finn Wolfhard. Let's hope he doesn't grow up and have any nude. Well, scenes. he's made enough money from Stranger Things and now from Ghostbusters. I would think he wouldn't have to. But, ever uh, so yeah, he was he was the brother. He was okay. I mean, as he gets older, he still kind of plays the same. He's getting pretty typecasted. I'm worried. You know the the like. I blame it. The '80s kid. I think like like it stra- really like Stranger Things. That. He was the right fit, and then yeah, I think like it. They were just like player guy from Stranger Things. Except more cursing. Except yeah, you get to curse because. And then I think that gave him a little freedom, like, and then it was like oh no, everyone is like yes, after the Stranger Things kid. To be fair. He really hasn't done anything besides Stranger Things and it. And I was I was worried that because uh, like he's the big '80s kid pick. Oh, like no. oh, you can you can play the good '80s kid. I don't know if you ever saw it. I know I didn't. He was there was a a movie with this babysitter, and he was like one of the kids, and he was like, "Don't go into the the maze or whatever." He was he was being like a little shit. It was supposed to be like a horror psychological. Thriller. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I can't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. what it what it was called. Yeah, the, the unsomething. The yeah, it was a basic horror movie title, and it was probably he, he very was in that. He, he tried to do something different. The but chick was... that played the Terminator in the new Terminator movie was the like babysitter. Cause I always remembered seeing the trailer. Mackenzie Davis, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he like he like kills the fish in the trailer, and she's yeah. like, "Oh my god, like, why would you do that?" And he's always like, "I'm watching it." Yeah, it was terrible. Oh, that yeah. movie was probably terrible. So. Saw the trailer like a trillion times. He was he was okay. I love the girl. She uh, Phoebe uh, Grace McKenna. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's funny because she reminds me of one of the girls from Walking Dead, but it's not her. This this girl played the young Captain Marvel in the flashback scene when she wrecked like a go kart or something. Oh yeah. So I knew her from uh, the Designated Survivor TV show. She was the daughter of probably younger Sutherland. than that. She was probably. Like, so yeah, she was she was pretty youngling then, and I like the whole time I was watching Ghostbusters, I was like, I know you from somewhere, and then I was like, ah oh, yes, you're the president's daughter. <laughs> uh, but I thought she did really good. I thought she was spot on. Yeah, just she like, did. Just she like did Egon. really good. Yeah. Um, I know it's it's all they had to do is say, okay, you only talk in a monotone voice, and you're very scientific. You're just very nerdy and scientific, and you just talk in monotone. But she had some of the best jokes. She's like, "What? What do you call a dead?" She was trying. She was trying to become more social, and she was learning jokes. And her jokes were like the they, like they were terrible. Like, what do you call a dead the, polar bear? They were literally yeah, the like the dead baby jokes. And I was like, like, "Oh my uh, god!" You don't call it anything. It's dead. It doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, podcast. The new little Asian sidekick boy. He was. He was. Funny. I liked him too. Yeah. He. Uh, I was. They got along. They they went off really well off each I, other. I hate to say it because it. I mean it, it. It really didn't. It didn't bother me, but it was just it. It screamed noticeability, and it felt kind of pandering to have uh, 
so many different people of race in one group. You have the black. They covered the black girl. They covered the Asian boy. They covered the yeah. nerdy white kid. And they did. It just is like okay. You got a full deck yeah, here. The jocks. You got the full deck. Uh, I mean, it didn't bother me, but it just felt like it's just like you. It still felt like they were trying too hard in, in certain aspects. Not as hard as some other films. It didn't seem like it was trying hard, but like it, it obviously like filled the roles. You know, you, yeah. you were like, ah, yes, the the black chick and the and this and that and rattle tab. And then yeah, the black chick. She's the the Cel- daughter of the one of the police chiefs and Celeste O'Connor. Yeah, she works at the the Spinners Diner where Finn Wolfhard. Five and Dime. She was born in Nairobi, Egypt. Kenya. Oh, Kenya, that's near hmm. Egypt. That's near Egypt. It's over there and in, in Africa. They really are like one country over from each other. Um, and then finally, uh, the mom. She did okay. I like Carrie Coon, but something about her. I, I don't know what it is about her. I liked her more I always, in this. I than, always like her. She was okay in like Avengers. She didn't really do much in those. Uh, and she was good in Fargo. I mean, of course. Fargo is where she got it. But I just, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people, they didn't like how she was, how she, they, they did her character, how she was just always kind of a bitch and all of a sudden instantly she's just like, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm totally bored with this. I'm totally bored. Um... But I mean, I, it didn't really, didn't really irk me the wrong way. Uh, yeah, no, I, I thought she did well. Finally, my favorite character. I knew it was going to happen as soon as I saw he was cast in this movie. And Paul Rudd, yes, Mr. Gruberson, fabulous Paul Rudd. He can turn any franchise and make it amazing and hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's just it's, naturally funny. It's funny because like he, yeah, he kind of just plays like the same. Himself. Like he plays Paul Rudd. Like yeah. he's always just Paul Rudd. But for whatever reason, it works. And it's because like, like it's just, just that natural just comedic sense about yeah. himself, and he basically fit the the Lewis Tully. He played. He, he fills the role of like if you were living in that situation, you'd have to just make a joke out of it. You go, marshmallows coming to life. Well, this is just a treat. And that <laughs> was like, another ah, thing. Yes. At the beginning, uh, when he first meets Phoebe, and he's he's a summer school teacher, and he just puts on all these random '80s horror yeah. classics from Cujo, Chucky. I think there was a third. I don't even remember what the third one was. Um, but she made another joke in that in that. Uh, in that scene too uh, she was like oh I'm sorry I thought you were just trying to be acute yeah and she winked and he's like was that a was Did that you... a seismologist joke and he's like yes that's why I winked that's why I winked the, the, the chemistry they all had great chemistry with yeah each it, all, other. it all they all really played off each other really well so they've moved to this town and apparently uh, in this specific town the entire area is just shaking on a daily basis ground tremors they can't tell if it's earthquake uh, seismic volcanic and no it. one cares. No one see. Yeah, it's just oh, hold your shit. Ah, we're just starting to get what earthquakes was it? There in the was middle another of Kansas. Movie that had something like that, and every time they it would shit, if something would just start shaking. They just hold things for a minute, and then they go back to their daily routine. I oh, can't gosh, remember. I don't know. I, I feel like that's something old. There's a Twilight movie. Zone episode about it, probably. Sure, there is. <laughs> um, the world that shakes. So there's just this big mystery. They don't know what's going on. Uh, all while Phoebe is trying to learn who her grandfather is. Um, also near the same time so I'm, I'm kind of jumping around it, but I'm still trying to keep a general sense because I don't want to waste or run too far over so Finn has fallen in love more or less with the crush of this the black girl excuse me sorry O'Connor yes I've, I've got to remember her name her and the 
podcast. I can't remember his real name. Uh, podcast. So, well, his real name. Podcast. Whatever. It's fitting because we're doing a podcast. His podcast is more successful than ours. Is it? I Probably. Guess, I mean, to be fair, how many subscribers do we have? He said no. To be fair, he's got one. Oh no! Wait, he said. Uh, he said that. Uh, well, I liked his joke that he said. It uh, really picks its voice. Up like it really picks episode. its voice up after the forty-sixth episode. Fi- finds its voice. It finds he, its voice. He had the... one fan, just like us. One which, subscriber, which was. Which was uh, yeah. Do we only have the, one? The main guy. We have more people listening to us now. I started telling people on my Twitch stream that I have a podcast. Every, That's good. I every, need to start doing every Thursday when I stream and stuff, I'm like, oh, I got a new episode coming out, blah, blah, blah. So we got a few more listeners now. So, okay. So hi. Finn, hi, people. Hi, people. So Finn hi. is working at this diner. He said he was 17 years old. He's never worked a day in his life, clearly. And he has no idea the kind of hell it is to work in the food service industry. Ah, yes. So he quickly learns, and then they all kind of go out. Which I thought was really weird, because it clearly wasn't closing time. He's literally in the middle of working, and she's like, hey, let's, yeah, like let's the, all go. We're going the, to the mountain. The sun is still, like, up, and it's, like, the the only, like, it's Sonic. Yeah, and, the, and it's, the like, only Sonic restaurant stays in open until, like, 10 p.m., bro. And it's also like, the, oh, it's the, the only quit. one in town, the yeah. only place to get food. Like, but yet, all of their serve, all of their workers just left for a joyride to the mining area. Closing early. Uh, so they're sitting on top of this mine. There's a big mine shaft that goes all the way down into the bottom. Yeah, to give you a summary of the town, it's a mining town that doesn't mine anymore. So there's no, there's no reason to live there, period. Which I thought was odd, too. I mean, why are they still there? I mean... You just, you just gotta live I there guess sometimes. buildings gotta get filled. <laughs> Somebody's gotta go into these buildings. So there's tremors start one, happening only again. one zip code. And all of a sudden, these go- this ghostly kind of whirling projection comes out of the mine. They look down into it afterwards, and they uh, Finn Wolfhard sees somewhat of a of one of the terror dogs. What's his character's name? Yep. Okay. I remember hers. Carrying on. The girl's name is Phoebe. The the little girl, his sister. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. They never mentioned podcast name. Hold on, hold on. Well, podcast was always podcast. But I'm saying that he never had a name. He never had a name. Mm. Trevor. Yes, Trevor. So podcast is Logan Kim, who uh, hasn't done anything. I said it's probably one of his first movies. He was part of that like Princess Bride like read live make do thing weird probably, serialized they, remake of they did like the a Princess Bride films, thing yeah like he was in that doing something I don't know I never watched that it seemed dorky no I didn't either so we see the terror dog I'm trying to think of where we went from there um so Grace McKenna has now stumbled upon oh no I'm sorry. I've skipped a little bit. So, when she, the first night that she's there, there's a chessboard sitting on the dresser and it gets shoved off the dresser. All of a sudden, the pieces fall over. So, she sets it all back up, puts it on her desk, and then her side dresser next to the side table next to the bed. Terrible place to put a chess set. Yeah, way. and it's like hanging Half, off the side. Halfway hanging off of your, your night side table. Uh, but she wakes up. And the next morning, the first the white moved first. The pawn has moved. She didn't do it. Something made it do that. So she tries to stamp it out by putting the knight right in front of it. So now she's playing chess with a ghost. We don't know what's going on. 
So periodically she comes back a couple times and she plays a couple moves and then she finally sees that there actually is a ghost actually like playing with her and she's so quick to figure it out. She instantly knows it's her grandfather because it's clearly not an evil spirit. It's just playing chess with her. But to be fair, when it <laughs> knocked her night off, it didn't just barely say, ha, got your night. It like it launched that sent thing. that night across the room. That made me think it we was an evil spirit do. for a second. I was like, oh, maybe this is one of those terror dog spirits like just it's fucking tired with her. playing chess. The story had to move along. So she finds she found that PKE meter that he was using underneath the chair and she uses it to kind of locate her grandfather. And he kind of starts walking out of the room, leading her somewhere. There's a shed just outside, and inside that shed there is an awesome pole. You gotta check out this pole, dude. <laughs> and she gets on it, and she slides all the way down. Some things never change. the I lo- firehouse I love pole. I love that they... Yeah, that was, even that in was the middle like of the, nowhere. That was the perfect, has... like, little... Just like, I don't know why. Just a firehouse pole on the middle of a house see, in the middle of nowhere is just like... Ah, yes, this is Ghostbusters. And see, my favorite reference came immediately after it. So this is his, Egon's lab. This is where he did all of his work, all of his testing, his repairs, everything. And when she first starts looking around, there's a case lit up behind her that's full of all these Petri dishes and trays. And it's his uh, spores, molds, and fungus collection that he had mentioned in the first movie. And I I about died. I was like, instantly in my head, I was like, I collect spores, molds, and fungus. And it was just just so cool to see... (laughs) All those again, full of Easter eggs. This movie. Uh, oh that's yeah, one thing like I literally about every it. little scene you has look something. At, yeah, you can look <laughs> any direction. Like, oh, you'll yes. probably see something that yes. is a reference. Um, so he's down there and he's showing her with his little mobile lamp that's on like a string that he uses to like point her out things. Yeah, it was cool. She just like is totally on board with it. <laughs> yeah, she just accepted it. It, it didn't oh, freak yes. her out at all. Uh, so they they start working on the proton pack. She she's like, "How the hell did you make a super collider so small?" And he turns it over, and there's just a wall of uh, degrees. Yeah, and that, yeah, college, that was so funny. He has like fifty thousand PhDs. And she's like, she's "Okay, like, I get it. You're oh, a genius." Yes, I get it. Uh, so she finally figures out that her grandfather was a Ghostbuster. She starts doing a little bit of research. She lets podcast in on it and. They bring that some scene, of this that stuff. scene was cool too. But before we leave, the scene Sorry. was cool too, where she's she's working on fixing the proton pack, and like she's just like, I need needle nose pliers. And he's immediately like that light yeah, like she, shines on the pliers, and like it's like uh, they're work, were they were working together and stuff. That was really sweet. And she, like she instantly knew that pieces were missing. She's like, Hey, this is missing two very things. Nice. And he slams that drawer open. Oh, yeah. It's like here, here they are. Very nice homage family Ghostbusters film. So the next day they're at school. They, they're watching Chucky this time. Uh, <laughs> Gruberson's just kind of sitting at his desk, and their podcast is taking a hammer and, like, beating the ghost trap yeah. and trying to get it open or trying to see what's up with it. The files are in it's the like computer. It's like a freaking nuclear power <laughs> device with a, with a ghost in it. He's bonk, bonk. So Gruberson walks over and he's like, oh, cool replica. And immediately you think, oh, shit. He knows some things. Then he knows about Ghostbusters. And they start talking about it. And he's like, you guys haven't heard about this? And like, well, it happened 20 years before we were born. So probably not. And he, <laughs> I love what podcast says right there. He was like, is this thing? He's like, oh, nice replica. And he's like, yeah, thanks. A replica of what? 
He's like, you don't know? He's like, no, I'm ashamed. <laughs> no, I'm ashamed. <laughs> yeah, then, so, yeah, pod- he... podcast does podcasts about uh, the paranormal universe yeah. and stuff. And, so he already and knew so about it, so the fact too. that he didn't know well, about yeah, the right. Ghostbusters, he, he was, like, really depressed about it. He's like, I am ashamed that I do not know. <laughs> but what was funny was instantly after that is as Paul Rudd's holding it up, like, some smoke comes out of it, and he, dry, he freaks him out, and he drops it. He's like, holy shit, this thing's real. This is real. And then podcast immediately was like, of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> it's like, you didn't even know what any of this was, and you instantly know, you just instantly think it's real. Um... So they decided to go and test it by opening it. Why? Who wants to? Why would you want to do that if if it possibly if had you a ghost possibly in know it? that it's a real ghost trap? The first idea is to ah oh, let's open let's it. Open sure. it. Yeah, totally. Let's strap so, it up to a bus battery. They literally <laughs> jumper came, and he didn't even really put. He just put the bond the he ghost just had, trap. Yeah, in yeah, no clue places. what he was doing. He's like, oh, let's just hope this works. So they, they, they charge it up. It doesn't really work. He uh, They use the same line from the first movie. I mean, it's been in multiple movies. That line, I've always wanted to do this. Yeah. I don't know if you remember in the original movie is when yeah. Simon he pulls yeah. the, the skirt on the table. But he does it. He, uh, Gruberson says that he wants to push the, the pedal for the ghost trap, but it doesn't work. Figures. Don't know why it's not working. Pedals so don't work in that movie. For he crap. walks up, taps it once, and just explodes open that other terror dog that we saw. It was a companion. Demon ghosted terror dog. pops out. Now, what was cool was it they didn't do this like I thought they were going to do when I first heard about this movie. So there's a toy line for these for this, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they have these Build-A-Figure sets okay. where you get a, a normal figure and it comes with, like, a leg. An extra... A separate leg for a, a, a an extra character. And then, like, all five of them have one piece oh, of that okay. one. So you builds. get them all, and yeah, it gives yeah, you a bonus figure. Bonus figure. Okay. So for Ghostbusters, they made one, and it's a terror dog, quote-unquote, Titan. It's bipedal. It doesn't walk on all fours. And instead of its horns going out to the side, mm-hmm. they curl upward. Okay. And, it, and it's just this big beast. You see it at the very beginning in the, in the smoke when it's coming up to yeah. Egon. And then you see it again pop out of the trap. Yeah. That's the only instance you ever see them, except when they're looking at a book in the next scene. Yeah. You see, and an, by the way, that book is Tobin's Spirit Guide. That was the same book from the uh, oh, other really? ones that they mentioned all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, so you see an image of it in there, but yeah. they never used it again. But yeah, it never came back again. And that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping to see, like, the terror dogs, like, they, they, they learned a new trick. Yeah. They merge together and become, like, a titan or something. Like, I wanted to see that titan, like, that would, that would have been cool. in real life other than yeah. it as a spirit. So I kind of got let down by that, but it was still cool to see. So it busts out... They run, they, uh, sorry, they don't know what to do. <laughs> Instantly, all this damage is caused, and Paul Rudd's like, what, or the girl's like, what are we going to do? And Paul Rudd's like, I think we should get out of here. And he was like, why? What, 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 or I can't remember what she said. Uh, she said, but we, caught, but we caused this or something. He's like, yeah, that makes us liable. <laughs> or he's like, you're, wait, no, he's like, but you're an adult. He said, yeah, and libel. <laughs> yeah. And so he's liable for all the damages, so they instantly got out of there. Uh, so not long after that, that's when she finally gets the true re- realization that her gra- grandfather is a Ghostbuster, and she and Podcast decide to test out some of the equipment. They, they strap on a proton pack. He's got the, the ecto-goggles with him, and they shoot some bottles. Which, 
fun. Of the, I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen because that like, was so funny. She was like, "Did I get him?" He's like, "Get him! You destroyed him!" Because like, yeah, they left. set they set it up on like some plowing machine and some bottles, and she just like disintegrates the entire like area and it just turns into a molten slag crater. And she's like, "Did I did I get it?" <laughs> Which. Funnily enough, this is one of the things that I liked about this one versus the 2016 one. I don't know if you remember, in the 2016 one, when they first used the proton packs, they were so powerful that it actually sent the full-grown woman, like, flying through the air. And then this little girl does it, and she's just feet firmly planted. I love that they didn't send her back, because I don't think it would have been that, that strong. Yeah, I enjoyed how they, they had it a much more damaging... Yeah, it actually looked. It it, it didn't just look like, like an electric whip. That it wasn't. Yeah, it grapples wasn't just on. It like actually a, was like it wasn't just like a shit. beam. It was actually like screwing things over and like they fly through the town. They chase the ghost oh, through so the that's, town that's and that's destroy right everything. Next. So after they destroy the or test the proton pack, they hear some kind of squalling coming from one of the empty factories behind them, and they start searching and. Obviously, this podcast is scary. He doesn't know what to do. And at first, I, I really thought they were going to make this Slimer. I thought it was yeah, going to be Slimer. Yeah, I thought Slimer was going to come back. But instead, they introduced a new ghost. His name is Muncher. He is a blue, six-armed, spud-looking thing, just kind of like Slimer. Looks, looks like, though, it reminded me of the, every time you get the, like, biology pictures of the, like, bacteria or whatever, you know? Oh, the of, bears? Like, the viruses. The, the, the little or, virus or the... blobs. What what are Whatever they called the biology the tardigrades? Class. Sure. You know you know tardigrades. They were in the the, the microscopic yes bears microscopic yeah. bears. Literally everyone knows what we're talking about. These things. You don't have to look it up at all. Everyone knows what you're. Not talking everyone about. does. No, it, everyone it, does. Yes, it looks exactly like that. Anyway. But it's blue. And it eats and metal. It eats and metal. It, every, everything actually. It did, and it, it turns didn't... into a freaking minigun shotgun. That was so hilarious. So I I didn't mention this at the beginning. Podcast first came over to their house. He immediately goes for the first thing he finds, and it's an Aztec death whistle. And when you blow these things, they sound like the most horrific squall that you can think of. It's supposed to ward off evil spirits. So yeah, these those came up like not like they haven't been around. Like we haven't discovered those. I don't know when we discovered them, but like it. It came into social media, like, real big, like, in just the past few years for some reason. Yeah, I don't know good. why. But, uh, yeah, if you haven't looked up a video of that... Uh, They're really look cool. It up. But uh, in the in the new Ghostbusters movie, that is legit what they sound like. That's yeah. a legit that was a real, death whistle. Yeah, that was a real one. The, and the real one. That, that's why I said they're, they're, they're really, really cool. So he has this death whistle, and they see Muncher sitting up, eating on some piping in this, uh, in this, uh, what was it, um... What are they called? They beams. Just... They're like metal beams that you would build for buildings. The, bi- the, the, f- the things they use for the frames of buildings. That was the production company. You know what I'm talking about? Girders. Big girders made of selenium. Um, Jet fuel can't melt those. Actually, those probably. <laughs> um, those are a lot softer than steel. So, they, they, they see Muncher in here and podcasts like, Ooh! I have an idea. Let's use the death whistle. It's supposed to ward off evil spirits. So he pops out of cover. And he takes a big, huge Blows breath and just whist- does the whistle for like 15 seconds straight. And then uh, Muncher just looks at him and then 
and instantly just blasts him with his big shrapnel, shrapnel mouth. mouth. Yeah, that, that's the best way to explain it. It's like a machine gun of shrapnel that he just spits out of his Reminds mouth. Reminds me of the mask when he eats the bullets yeah. and then just spits them back out. <laughs> I've seen other things too. Like there was one some did it with it like, bolt, like bolts or something. They yeah. spat bolts out and it bolted something. In up cartoons they like chew yeah. bullets or whatever and spit them back out. Like, so yeah. it was it was it was a cool little move. It was nice to actually see a ghost like that can attack back. See, Slimer would just... Yeah, like, he would just rah and just slime on you. <laughs> and you were just like, ah, God, you got slimed. Whereas this was like, that, those kids could have just died. Yeah. <laughs> so, they they, should, they start to attack the Muncher with the proton pack. He freaks out, he goes away. By the way, Josh Gad does the voice of Muncher, if you didn't know that. Which really isn't a voice, it's more like... just Very similar to the Aztec Death Wish no. But just Teletubbied. The whistle was cooler. Um, and it was a legit sound where Josh Gad had to just make shit up. Anyway, so... Can you imagine getting hired to do that? Muncher escapes. We want you to be in the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, you're going to play a ghost. Oh, cool. Yeah, we just need you to kind of make some, like, sounds I bet you he did not care. Like, That's a paycheck. Oh. It, it puts you in one of the best franchises oh. ever for nothing. So, <laughs> meanwhile, while Phoebe and Podcast are doing the... Do the roar. Do the roar. Finn, Trevor, I, gotta, I just gotta start saying it. Trevor, the brother, is at home working on the Ecto-1 because he needs a car. And it's the only Junker that was mostly together that could get it working. Yeah, the Ecto-1 was in their barn. We didn't really say that, but it was obvious. I, yeah, I'm, everyone's I sh- seen the trailer. That, it was funny. It was that they, I loved it. They <laughs> that trailer, that they trailer didn't was fabulous. Actually, changed. They left the same footage yeah. in there. They didn't alter it or do a different perspective. They kept it in there, and I love it. So, he's trying to fix the car. It's trying to turn over. It's just not quite getting it. He didn't quite get it there. All of a sudden, you see Egon's ghost twisting up some wires and fixing them. To make the connection proper. Oh. You didn't notice that? Is that what you took that as? What okay. did you take it as? Well, like, like on a technical Because it literally showed the wires looked like they got twisted and then poked in. It looked like they melted together. In my in my opinion. I don't think they would have shown it if they melted. It, it, to me, I mean, I don't know. I, it looked I, like I, I a wire wrong. was loose, and like he, you know, he was trying to start the car, and it was heating up, and then the wires like melted and fused together, and, and caused a better connection, which oh, see, is I, what I, actually can happen in, in the scenario. I literally, it looked to me like the the wires that were up here, but like I sticking like, out. I, no, I like, yeah, I like. It looked that. like they were getting yeah. twisted, yeah, 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 and then yeah. it just kind of went like pushed down into yeah. it to finish the connection. Uh, that was what I took because it was like, oh, it's not working, it's not working. Hey, Egon knows how to fix it. Let me. Let Egon do it real quick, because then all of a sudden it just worked. I like, I like that explanation. Uh, it makes it more family-friendly appealing. <laughs> I, I, that's just what I thought. Family helps each other. Because then, Yeah, because then immediately after he turns it on, the barn doors just open up. And he sees the open field. That's when he gets the idea to go for a joyride. Egon opened the doors for him. Okay, okay. Egon totally fixed the car. I'll go with that. So the doors, the barn door open, you see all this wheat... Barley, whatever the hell it is. Tall grass. And, sure. And it's a, that's another one. Uh, he <laughs> just decides to go for a joyride. And it, I, I would never have expected to see the Ecto-1 doing that, those kind of maneuvers in a freaking field. Drifting through a field of wheat. I don't feel like it was sturdy enough to... 
to make those sharp yeah, turns, or at the very end, go off that six. jump and land on the road. Yeah, that uh, thing, which that lands thing right a, next to Phoebe and podcast. If they were like ten seconds faster, he would have literally smushed them. Yeah, he would have killed them. Um, so he pulls up and he's like, "Hey, you guys need a ride?" And Phoebe's like, "Yeah, you failed your driver's test like three times." He's like, "It's okay, you just get in the back." Yeah, like I like how he's like, "You failed your driver's test three times." Like, back seat. Like, That's fair. Just yeah, okay, we'll get in. Get it's in like, the back seat. Oh, okay. So right. they're driving down the road and they see they're going after Munch, or they haven't got to Muncher yet, but Muncher is definitely out and about, and they're slowly kind of creeping through town, just kind of looking around, seeing what they can see. Uh, as they go through certain pan shots, you see that Muncher's eating like a stop sign, a trash can, and it's cool because it literally just looks like a big bite mark with like a big blue bite ecto mark and then yeah, like blue glowing with saliva slime coming out. Um, and then they finally roll up and they see him. He's on a fire hydrant, just He's just just jawbreaker and a fire hydrant. It's like a, it's like a toddler gnawing on teething. He's just teething, <laughs> and then. All of a sudden, podcast is trying to like get a good read on. He's trying to scan it, and he pushes a lever, and it sends Phoebe's chair, which is in the back seat, spinning out, and it's a gunner seat. Yeah, that was super cool. It, on it the reminds Ecto-1. me of the freaking uh, Jurassic Park. Wheel me out. Yeah. Wheel me out. <laughs> so he, uh, she ends up coming back in. He ends up pushing it again. She's like, "Wait a minute." That can work. So she pushes it again, goes back out. Oh, there goes my headset. Goes All out. hell goes flying. I'm in a wheelchair and I'm talking about a gunner seat. It makes sense. You're in a you're in a what? A wheelchair. A a wheelchair. Wheeled. Wheeled. Wheel. Make sure you personify that D there. Tanner is not in a wheelchair. He's in a wheeled. You know, he's in a rolly chair. Desk chair. He's a in rolling a rolly chair. chair. A rolling desk. Everyone chair. calls it a rolly chair. Never heard it's a rolly it. chair. Never once heard it called a rolly chair. That is what it's called. That is that whatever. Is what it's called. It doesn't matter. I, I'm Wheel. pretending to be like I'm in Ghostbusters. Let me have this. So they're in the gunner seat. <laughs> She's getting ready to fire one, on Muncher. One for one recreation right here. All of a sudden, Muncher looks at them and he's just like, "What's going on?" And you look at his hand, and his hand starts to so, uncrank. Yeah. <laughs> The, the undoing the fire yeah, hydrant and he, and he just he just pops up and he's like bah! and he tries to run away and they, they instantly like go 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 gun it and that, I thought that was a cool scene just them driving up and down the street trying to get Muncher while also simultaneously destroying what is left of all these old ass buildings yeah. uh, speaking of which if you didn't notice I can't remember the name of the movie but on the movie theater yeah, I always try to look at those. It was like zombie girl, zombie teenagers or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, that movie, whatever it was, is the first directorial debut of the original director, the director's oh, father, really? Ivan, who did oh, the wow. first Ghostbusters. So that was just like a little <laughs> call to That's him. That's cool. Uh, so they're try- they're driving up and down the road. They're trying to get him. They're trying to get him. All of a sudden, they see that the they have a ghost trap in the back that's on wheels. So they. Uh, podcast drops the the ramp on the back of it, releases the ghost trap. It's like an RC ghost trap. Yeah, that was really cool. And that thing could book it too. <laughs> it really did. I've never thought I of Vegas know. that thing would be faster that thing, than a that thing had to be gas. A combustible engine. But I, don't, like, I don't. I don't know, know what it was pure nuclear energy. May, maybe because it is a ghost trap. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, 
So he's trying to get it under Solve Muncher. world then. hunger, but they're, they're too trying busy to, capturing ghosts. to lasso him as best as they can, and then they finally end up actually trapping... Uh, they trap a ghost. Trap Muncher. They did take him a minute because they went through town, and they, had to, they chased him all the way out to town uh, towards the Sh- um, Evo Shandor Mining Company because I mean, that's where... town's like a mile long. I know, but they still chased him out of town, um, and they finally caught him out there. And then Finn was, uh, Trevor was like, hey, I was just here last night. And it's like, really? So it was a lot of people in the town. It's cool. like, it's the right, you only can see place this to place go. from your house, probably. Um, it's the only adventure you will ever have. But then he started to tell Phoebe and them the, about what happened to him with how he said he saw a face at the bottom of that mining shaft. And so they decided to go up to the, go up there themselves. I'm trying to make sure I'm not skipping anything. Yeah, so they go up there. They had already been to part of this area before uh, when Phoebe and Podcast were looking at it. He was telling them, her about the whole story of the town and stuff like that and what was going on, how all those people went missing uh, during the mining disaster, and that's why they ended up closing production because people just started falling to their deaths down this mine shaft. Uh, so they go up to the top, and there's... Uh, oh, yeah, I think I'm skipping too far. I think you are as well. But I, want, I don't want to. I, I was gonna say they because I thought they go down into the shaft once. No. no, they did it twice because she, she they went in there once and then they saw that Egon had been there before and then they left. Oh yeah, no, you're right. And then they did it again. Did they though? Did they really? Though? Yeah, because they left and then they did the final battle after the dogs let out. They go in the mine shaft twice. Yeah, because remember she was, she was over top of it, and she started leaning in like they were. It started bubbling up like he was gonna get her, and all of a sudden the yeah. proton packs activated, yeah. and apparently Egon has set up this proton pack trap over this big huge yeah. pit that crosses four. I'm just explaining it as we go. Yeah. Four proton streams at once, causing that big nuclear yeah. accelerated beam. So basically, it's all the it's, ghosts at bay. It's the Yellowstone of ghosts. And that is what's causing all the earthquakes. Is and the... all the ghosts are trying to escape, but yeah, he, he has the ghost pack set up to push it back down. And that's what's causing the tremors, yes. Yes. Because remember, after this, they started seeing the years. Yep. And they're like, I think these are years. And then there was like the 1984, yeah. and then, um, or I mean, like 1945 before that, 1908 before that, all these cataclysmic events that apparently were releasings of Gozer. Uh, Mount Ves- I think Vesuvius or one of the big ones was in 1908. I can't remember which volcano it was. Anyway, so they figure all this information out and they're like, okay, well, it seems he's got this whole thing kind of set up and it's good. And that's when they realized that my grand- their grandfather wasn't crazy. He was actually trying to save the world and nobody believed him. Um, at that point... I'm trying to remember. Okay, so... I'm telling you, they only went down that thing once. They went twice because then they went back home and then they saw that the mother was in the in the Zool form and then they her and I, I skipped a little bit. I've got to go back to, but um, anyway, I'll get to it. So at a similar point in this, the um, the ghosts are starting to come out a little bit and. Paul Rudd has walked into Walmart. 
and he's just going for your average everyday Baskin Robbins ice cream. He hears a scream in the background, doesn't think nothing of it, nobody really does. All of a sudden, he's looking for ice cream toppings, and then one of the bags of marshmallows starts to move and tussle. He leans in closer, and it opens up from the top, and the little mini marshmallow Stay Puff Man has formed. He's yawning. He's cute. Uh, Paul Rudd is, like, geeking out, looking at it, because he's just like, what the fuck is this thing? And he's like, because he even has a moment when he's looking at it, he's just like, he's got this shocked face, but then he goes, <laughs> <laughs> he just does a little giggle in the middle of it like what it's like what am I seeing here Pillsbury Doughboys it yeah he pokes it and then it gets a little angry with him and he starts coming back and it ends up biting his finger and then all of a sudden when he bites him then more start to start that's when you see they popping taking out. over the aisle all of them and they, they start doing all sorts of crazy shit to each other and it's some of the cutest, funniest shit ever. First of all, when the first one it fell over... diabolically hilarious. When the first one fell over and he stood up, he had the impressions yeah. of the, the shelf the on his shelf belly. And it was thing. just so cute. Um, but, like, some of them are, like, playing with these little uh, cocktail umbrellas. Like, and then stabbing them through the faces. Yeah. And, uh, there's several on a Roomba, and one of them falls off the Roomba, and they drive over him, and it looks like a horror show because there's just a smear of marshmallow behind him. Uh, some are messing with a grill top, and that was probably one of my favorite ones. One of them is they're like playing keep away with one of them. They got his hat, and yeah. he, he frisbees it on top of the grill as they turn it on. And one of them's like, oh, I'll get your hat. And when he starts walking, he slowly starts slowly melting through the grate. Melting. But right when he's about to die, he does a Terminator 2, and he throws his thumb up in That's the air so as he sinks in. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. There's a couple that are messing with a blender, and one of them gets blended, but he's still alive because his face pops up yeah, after he gets face, blended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Paul is just trying to get away from this whole situation he runs around the corner and all of a sudden near a bunch of dog food is one of the terror dogs uh, it's uh, Vince Clortho it's the, the one that got to Tully the, the male one or the, the key master or didn't know they, that he, was like a thing that was their names in the first movie I didn't know there was like a male and female I mean I just you know they well, not not specifically female, like male or female. Obviously. I can't I can't give you a definitive on that. They're probably genderless too, but they're terror dogs. So yeah, the one that one that Paul Rudd got was Vince Clortho. That was the the gatekeeper. Yeah, and uh, so it starts. <laughs> he's he's trying to back away slowly as it's eating this dog food, and all of a sudden the Roomba with all of the money mini puffs kicks him in the leg and starts giggling and laughing, and then it pops out of the bag and it sees him and. Growls, obviously, and it looked one of the, like one of the coolest looking terror dogs I've seen. So it starts to chase him through the store. He immediately chucks his ice cream at it. That, was, well. so that was so hilarious! Like immediately, like he's trying to back up, all careful, and then like the dog looks up and just immediately just ice cream chuck. Perfect shot though, right <laughs> on its head. Uh, so it chases him through the store. I feel sorry for the employee who has to clean up that Walmart. Yeah. Uh, busts out of the the front door of the Walmart, and we didn't mention this earlier but when they were testing 
Oh yeah. The car, the windshield <laughs> oh, yeah. blew out. His his windshield blew out when they were like. So he has no windshield earlier. at all. And as he's running from the terror dog, you think, oh shit, he's gotta fumble with his keys to get in. Nope. He straight dives <laughs> over the hood through the where the windshield would be to get in his seat. He still has to fiddle with his keys, but there was still just a funny little That was so yeah, <laughs> how it was he got so unexpected. He just drop kick slides on his hood through the windshield because there's no windshield. But because like, he's I fumbling, forgot about that. But because he's fumbling with his keys, the terror dog catches up, jumps on the hood, and before it gets Paul Rudd, it blows out his tires because yeah. it's so heavy and you just see it sitting <laughs> like a dog just sinking down to the ground and then it, it jumps into Paul Rudd. and So that's when it ended up switching over to the kids going into the, the trap area. So... Oh, I'm trying to remember how the mom got... The mom ends up getting enchanted by Zool again, just like how Dana did, and they do the classic, there is no mom, only Zool, which I thought was cool. I like that they gave him uh, the voices, uh, that, that deeper, demonic yeah. voice, but it, they did it better with her than they did with Paul Rudd. So with her, she had like a normal voice, Yeah. and then she let loose the demon voice. Uh but when the kids don't know what's going on, the one of them accidentally activates like the taser on the PKE meter, and it freaks her out. And she's like, shit, I don't want to get touched by that ghost zapper. So then she jumps out the window, just starts running off. The kids don't know what the hell is going on. They're like, what the fuck is happening in this place? And she meets up with Paul Rudd, who has... That's right, I'm sorry, that's what it was. So after Paul Rudd got taken over he goes down to the ghost trap where those four proton packs are and he breaks one of them off and then it opens back up see that's where i said they went twice because they saw it before it was broken and then they went back at the end so they did go down there twice they had to because it was broken or it wasn't broken when they first went down there Mm -hmm. and then they had to finish it at the final battle so there's that there's that gap in between that they left and came back so when Paul Rudd did that, that's when all the ghosts started to kind of come out a little bit more and more. They started to flood the entire uh, town of different specters and ghosts. You saw one of a uh, big giant eyeball ghost who was one of the originals from uh, uh, Real Ghostbusters, I believe. I can't remember his name. We see what looked like the zombie cab driver at the diner. Uh, I don't know if it was actually the zombie cab driver yeah. from the original, but it was similar, similar fashion. Uh, various other ones, Muncher's out again. Um, so, Carrie Coon finds Paul Rudd out in the desert. They've walked up to each other. Excuse me. And all of a sudden, Carrie Coon gets that gold spangly dress. It just kind of appears cool. on her. I like yeah. that they brought that back. Uh, but then this part bugged me. Paul Rudd never talked like normal. He was all, after he got taken over by the beast, he just always had that beast because they say, yeah. I like what you've done with your hair. Or something, or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's okay. But then they just they start making out with each other and all that shit and assimilating themselves. Um, so the kids know that they need to go back to the mine because that's that's where all this shit's been happening. So they decide to gear up. They go into the the lab and they take all the old Ghostbusters uniforms, which are all way too big for any of them. But yet they but still all somehow fit perfectly. Fit to a small degree. So. Well, they probably they probably just rolled everything up. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, the, the main body is the same. It's just the legs and the arms you really got to fuck with. So they all gear up, um, and they take the Ecto-1, and they head towards the mountain. Now, they know that shit's going to be kind of crazy, so they don't just go in, guns blazing. They roll the Ecto-1 up, and they, they kind of monitor what's going on. Uh, the terror dogs have... Well, I'm sorry, not terror dogs yet. The, the possessed mom and uh, Mr. Gruberson go up. The temple has pulled itself out from the wall of the the mining shaft it, it actually like came out like yeah. it, as if it was like pushed out from behind it like it was flat a flat image and then it, it made itself 3d by coming out of the wall which i thought was really cool but when that happened paul rudd and carrie coon they get in their positions just like in the original movie they raise their arms and do a little jiggle with lightning <laughs> and then they they start jiggling down towards the ground and then they turn into they the turn dogs the again dogs. uh and <laughs> All of a sudden, Gozer has finally revealed him, uh, him herself. Gozer is back yes. in this realm. And funnily enough, it was Olivia Wilde. Really? Yeah, that was Olivia Wilde. I, I thought it was so interesting that they got this random actual A-lister to come in and do this film. But she looked, I thought she not not perfect. Not perfect, but, but, but close, close she enough to where I was get. like, man, that looks like her. You yeah, know, so I, I really love the design for Gozer. I love that they did the voice the same, so it did, they didn't have to mess with that um but it was just so, so cool they got a famous person to do the voice i saw on imdb this threw me for a loop for gozer for gozer yeah so uh are I was, you a god yeah so so the 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 chick who does the voice i i can never pronounce her name and i've heard it pronounced so many times what's she in but uh, she's in she's in all kinds of stuff. Um, she was in the Twenty Four show. She was in she's in the Expanse show right now. Uh, she was in Star Trek Beyond. Um, the older um, woman, her name is Shorey Agdashula. You know who she is. You know who she is. She's got a famous oh, voice. Oh, okay. She's got a massively famous voice. Very attractive. Very attractive lady. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. She was in something recently that I saw. She's been in all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but hang on. I'm trying to remember. Um, she did the voice for Gozer. Oh, which shit. Which was, like, so weird. <laughs> Let me see. Out, of, I'm, out I'm, of all the things. I'm pretty sure this is what I think it is. I know, I know her last name is Agda Shula. <laughs> okay, you're not going to believe what I remember her from. X-Men The Last Stand. She was the scientist that oh, helped gosh, create yeah. the, cu the, the yeah. cure. And remember the guy with the spikes? He yeah. hugged her and like spiked yeah. her to death. That was her. That's right. Oh, my gosh. She has. She just has like mostly like loads and loads. She did the of voice like for the original. Small roles. No, she didn't. Oh, well, she sounded damn good because that sounded just like. Gozer. And she's in. She's in like every TV show. She's in the Mass Effect series as well as a character. Um, but like in loads and loads of TV shows. I mean, like imagine every TV show she's in it like for an episode or something. Yeah, she's a very consistent worker. And she's she's done like video games and stuff as well and. Jazz, and you would recognize her voice immediately if you heard her. Well, yeah, like I said, as soon as you said it, I mean, as soon as I saw her face, I, yeah. I, I instantly heard her speaking it. 
She's, like in said, the, she's in the Arcane TV show, the League of Legends show. That I haven't came watched it. Really I haven't either. I, I heard it was really good. I for, yeah, if I only knew anything about League of Legends, I, I might don't, like it. I, I might hear like you it don't more. need to know anything. We'll I mean, see. like, obviously, if you play the game, you're like, oh, I know those I characters I heard it's mostly stuff. just revolutionary for its animation style. It's yeah, a different kind of animation style that yeah. nobody's really seen before, and it actually worked. It's, it's on my list, but I'll get there eventually. <laughs> so, anyway, Gozer's back. And she is on her throne. She's just she's David Bowie in it. it. Up. I can't say she. It's a genderless. Which they made a joke about that. And she's like, oh, that's pretty progressive for centuries old. Yeah. <laughs> um. So she's back, and they don't know what to do, but they need to cause a distraction, and they. So <laughs> Phoebe decides to go out and say a couple jokes to her. Oh yeah. She's like, what do you call a fish with no eyes? Fish. Just just stupid stuff like that. And it's like, have you chosen a champion is what Gozer ends up saying to her. And she was like, um, or she was like, are you prepared to die? She's like, no. Why would I want to do that? No. I'm only like 12 years old. I'm ready to live. And they take uh, the remote controlled. I like how I was, I always, I, I just had a dumb moment. RC, remote controlled. My dumbass self just got that. <laughs> Wait, really? Well, because I, I always would say a remote-controlled RC car. Mm. I would always say it like that, and now I'm... <laughs> I... Yeah, no. Sorry, I, that's Yeah, a, no, I... Every time... Some people have gaps in their knowledge. It was a little one. Anyway. You just, so, you just now found that out? Really, or, like, you just, just kind of, for, like, forgot? Or I, just, I probably forgot. I don't know. I'm just saying I... In my mind, I was like, oh, shit, remote control. Why do I, why do I keep saying remote controlled when that's what RC stands for? But then I was like, wait a minute. RC stands for remote control. I had a moment. Anyway. <laughs> it, is, it is the year 2021 of our Lord and Savior. Tanner has found out the meaning of the word RC. It's not what it means on soda. What does it mean for that? Not remote controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that. If it was remote controlled soda, I'd be balling right now. Anyway, Roberto I gotta get. We're already over an hour. Gotta, we're almost done with the movie. I, I keep. You missed a whole section, by the way. Just want to point that out. That's why I was wondering. I was like, I don't Which think they go in. They don't go into the mine twice. They did. I don't think they do. I swear they did. I, li I literally. How else do I explain it? She saw it when the trap was fit was fully yeah. functional. Yeah. Then they left. Paul Rudd came in and broke it. Mm hmm And then they came back to finish the final battle. Does that take place in the mine shaft? Yes, because it's in. But how Gozer's... do they get the Ecto one into the mine shaft? They found a way. They didn't explain it, but if you, I don't know if you noticed this at the very during the final the first credit sequence when it was animated and stuff, it was showing maps and blueprints. They were showing yeah. Yeah, where the, the Ecto one could have gone. Is it was it's that one's a hard one to explain. I thought it was just kind of you know because in in the in the Ghostbusters movie like it appears on top of the skyscraper and they, the doors. Open oh, also they kind of walked up and, and remember like, when Podcast and her just kind of walked in there. Yeah. And they saw the wall where it was covered with the tarp. Was that in the mine shaft, or was that just that, that on was, the side of the mountain? That was the wall that came out and turned into the yeah, temple. Yeah, but I don't think that was, like, inside the mountain. I always thought that was just on top of the mountain. I thought it was right there in front of the pit. That's, like, a design thing. We gotta look into know. that one. Anyway, what else did I miss? They got arrested. 
That was the brief little bit right after the Ecto that's one chase. That's how the they team of... up. That's well. That's how. That's how Trevor and and Lucky meet up. Lucky. Her name's Lucky, right? Her name's Lucky. Our Nairobian O'Connor lady, her name is Lucky. Even Pretty so. sure. Okay, yes, I did forget about that. I she apologize. is the daughter of, the, like, the police chief or whatever. I apologize, you are correct. So they have to actually, like, when the ghosts start yeah, coming yeah. out, they have to break into the police station, break into the evidence room. Get all their stuff back. But all their stuff is inside of a cage inside of the evidence room, so they decide to let Muncher out of the ecto trap. To open up the bars, the way they can get all munches their stuff all out. the bars to get it, and just because he's a munchie. Sorry, I did forget that. Um, Man's watched the movie twice, folks. I've seen it once. I'm doing pretty damn good, I think. You, you didn't missed, even you think that Egon fixed the car, so you can just. Well, in literal, actual terms, like wires can when they heat up they'll melt and they fuse together and it starts working that's literally how the xbox 360 red ring of death problem gets fixed if you never knew that fact by i the didn't way. but that's there also the difference between a game console a and whole, a car i'm just saying that works things like when stuff heats up it melts a bit and and it works when you melt together it, that's how I took it as, because I'm a I'm techie Oh, we're recording. Guy. Okay, good. Yeah, no, we're going. <laughs> Sorry, I lost track of myself for a minute. Oh, my God. Um, the Christmas lights were missing. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We had a brief intermission, and I totally, totally caught me off guard. Uh, so There's no I, ghosts to help us here. We got we to gotta melt it the hard way. We got to blowtorch it. So yes, they they went to jail. That was also the the very that night was the end of Gruberson and the mother's date. They went on a date with each other, and then after the date, that's when he went to Walmart to get the ice cream. And the family the family connection was strong because the mom was yeah. the mom the mom. <laughs> Paul was instantly acting like a dad when they yeah. were in the jail cell. <laughs> it was actually that really and funny. and yeah, the in the date like the mom was like worried about Phoebe. And he was all about how, her. He was like, hey, she's how awesome. antisocial she was. She's like, oh, yeah, Trevor's fine, but I'm worried about Phoebe. And then, yeah, Gruberson was all like, Phoebe's awesome. What are you talking about? And it's like, She's just yes. a nerdy kid. That's what she is. I mean, that's how all nerdy kids are. And then and then they were like, um, just, I just want her to, like, get in trouble or something once. And, like, meanwhile, she's, like, getting she gets, arrested. Yep. And, and then she gets all mad at her about it. So that all happened. We fast forward back to the... They all get together, they all team up, they all gear up, they go to the mountain, Gozer appears, the and they're ready to fight. And Paul Rudd, they, they, they've been assimilated. So. They're dogs. They're, Phoebe's telling her jokes. Finn is waiting in the Ecto 1, just kind of chilling, waiting for the right moment. And Podcast is taking the RC trap, and he's rolling it up under um, Zool, the mother's terror dog. And at the right moment, they activate it after she said two or three awful jokes. Sorry, I keep belching. And they trap Zul's spirit, taking it out of the mom's body. She turns back into human. And essentially, this whole little bitty scene right here is a repeat of the very beginning of the movie when we saw Egon do this. We never actually saw him do it. 
but it's yeah. the same process. He trapped one of the terror dogs, and then they get it, and then they instantly Gozer needs both of them to live. So as soon as they trapped one, then Gozer kind of like becomes half of them an embodied spirit, and then they haul ass out of this mountain again, uh, back to the dirt farm. Because they find out that the dirt farm is one big trap. Yep, they have made it there, and they 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 realize that's what they got to do. To trap Gozer. Now, before they went into the cave, they he's, told the black girl to go do traps. something else after they all geared up. We don't know what she was doing. She just went, she was like, we'll meet you there. And she's taking her dad's cop car while they take the, the Ecto-1. I don't know if you remember that. So, yeah. they lure Gozer back to the homestead. The homestead. It's, it's now nighttime, and they literally repeat the same thing that Egon did at the beginning. She taunts him by holding the ghost trap, trying to lure him into this trapped area which is essentially just picture 200 ecto traps buried underneath the soil just waiting to be activated and he's got these like fusion coil pylons sitting in the back of the farm just waiting to activate that's the power source uh they fill in the mom on the on the way back to the house to figure out what's going on and all this jazz, and that's when the mom finally realizes, oh, you know, I, I'm really sorry, this is all, like, I know, I, she starts saying everything that's happening, it's like, Phoebe's like, I already know all this shit, we've been doing this the whole time, you're a little behind, mom, I've got this under control, and she finally starts to see that Phoebe's coming into her own as a person, not Style. just, not just being a nerd, but just as a Ghostbuster, she's taking it in with the family. <laughs> So they lure Gozer back and they try to do the plunger thing that Egon tried. It still doesn't fucking work. It didn't work at the beginning. That's why Egon had to run into the house and it didn't work again this time. But all of a sudden, the the Gozer gets the ghost. I can't remember how she gets the ghost trap. I can't remember if she tri- if Phoebe tripped or something or if she just took it from her. She uses the proton pack and then that's goes right. Her, and then goes like, her wipes, winds herself up, winds her up in it, and pulls her forward. That's right. Yeah. And then the goat, which reminded me, that made me think of Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man Two yeah. with uh, when he yeah. was wrapping himself up with the uh, whiplashes fusion, uh, uh, whip whip strings, whip coils things. So my board, <laughs> my board. Mm-hmm. I, I, want, I want. I want. I my board. want my board. What do you want a bird? I can get you a bird. I can get you a bird. I can get you whatever bird you want. No, I want. I want my my board. My board. <laughs> anyway, so she pulls Phoebe towards her. Phoebe drops the uh, the ghost trap. Goes or picks it up and just rips it open, which I thought was just a cool little scene to just see a, a creature just ripping the whole thing yep. apart and releasing Yet the other again. terror dog. But this time it doesn't go back to the mom. It, it latches onto the black girl. Who did, Who showed up outside of the house? She was waiting at the farmhouse for them to bring Gozer back. That's who the one that she was the one that had the proton pack. Yeah. She shot the proton pack to trap Gozer, and then when she got pulled, she knocked Phoebe over, which dropped the trap. Sorry, had to clarify. I didn't keep my time. It's going, so, so important. Uh, so Gozer's time. now back to full corporeal form. She's using this lightning shit turns into oh no i'm sorry she hasn't got there yet she she's still she's still back into her humanoid form and then all of a sudden it's like all hope is lost goes through like reaches up to the heavens and like is about to charge her lightning and then all the ghosts are 
coming together to power up and stuff, and it's a big orangey, spooky tornado yes, big, of ghostiness. Yeah, big cyclone of awesomeness. And, no, but not for them. But <laughs> for the audience, it was cool looking. And then out of nowhere, you hear uh, Bill Murray come out. I can't remember what he says. Uh, but all of a sudden, it's Bill Murray, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson all back in their original office. Like, did you miss us? And our classic little tropes, stuff like that. He does his little one-liners. It was the best. That was the best part because the entire time, all three of them were literally just, like, joking about how they were right back where they were, like, 30, 40 years ago. And I, I totally forgot to mention that, too. Uh, when they went to jail, Phoebe used her one phone call to call Ray's Occult Books, which was... Ray Stan's yes. shop, and she found out a little more about what happened with Egon, why they didn't get on good terms, and when she said that she why was his granddaughter, split up. and that they need help, then Ray felt bad, and he had a heart, and I guess he contacted got, Bill Murray and got the Hudson. gang back together. So, once again, best best thing in the whole movie, Gozer looks at him, she's like, oh, I think she recognizes us, <laughs> and then Gozer looks at him and says... Are you a god? And then they're just not talking, and everyone's like, Ray? Ray? Ray, what do you say? And he's like, uh, yes, we are gods. <laughs> <laughs> it took him a minute, because he's like, he doesn't want to say it again. But that, that was one of the funny, I love that that whole line. He's like, when someone says you're a god, you say yes! <laughs> it was just a funny little thing, and... They, they go back into it like it was 1984 again. It was pure 100% nostalgia factor. And they turn on their proton packs and they're like, man, I love that sound. Just shit like that. Yeah. They all start shooting Gozer and then they put their uh, uh, streams together they, yeah, to make the big stream. But then all of a sudden she starts this separating. This cool, yeah. She, she like grabs and starts separating them. <laughs> but what got me was before she even did that, they felt it. They felt it in and they were just like... Uh oh. Like, uh oh. <laughs> like, She's separating the streams. I didn't know <laughs> you could do that. I was like, oh no. And so she she separates them and knocks them all back, and she's walking towards them. Vinkman's doing a whole monologue. He's like, man, we would have been perfect together <laughs> if, we, if we all both of us together would have just been a, a, a cataclysmic beauty or something yeah. like that. And then as he's talking, she's walking towards them, and uh, Ernie's. Uh, Zedmore's about to pick up his proton pack to shoot her, and she lightning strikes. He's like, oh, well, that was worth a shot. Good try, good try. <laughs> um, so she's about to kill them, and then... Oh... We get the fabulous Harry Potter moment. Yes, and it's happening in every franchise. It's now four franchises <laughs> yep. that this has happened in. Four mainline yeah, franchises. Harry Potter, Star Wars... Avengers, Avengers. kind of. Uh, with... The, the, it's the whole I am so-and-so and then I am this. The whole one-in-one one final moment. It was. It's almost exactly the same. It's like a one... Like Star Wars did the I am the Jedi and I am the Sith. And then they did a power struggle. The, the Iron Man Thanos, it wasn't a power struggle. But it was still like the same kind of moment. That was the loosest of the four. Anyway, they've done it a lot. So Phoebe uses... The proton pack aims it at Gozer, starts firing. Gozer uses her red Sith lightning to power <laughs> struggle with it. And once again, it's like, I am all the Jedi, I am all the Sith. It's the same moment. But then right when it's about to end, oh, this is going to make me cry. I already know it is because it made me cry twice seeing it in the theater. 
uh, you see a ghostly hand reach a down and help Spectre. and help Phoebe with the proton pack, and it's Egon's spirit. You could see him fully. I don't know how they got did his face. It looked great. I for... don't know if it was just the fact that it was ghostly that like made it fair, but like perfect. It made it fit. It looked exactly like him. It did, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what magic they pulled. Well, it, it helped that he didn't talk. That they didn't yeah, let him talk. I guess which he so. Because he's a spirit, he probably can't talk. Uh, but but uh, if you didn't know this, the <laughs> original director, Ivan Reitman, like I said, he played him in the mm-hmm. beginning, he played him at the end too, but this time they actually uh, digitized his face yeah. to look like Spangler, but you're right, he looked dead on, but it would have been like a Spangler if he continued to say skinny and got yeah, old. It's true, it didn't look yeah, like he, an old he, Harold yeah, Ramis. Yeah. Harold Ramis got a little chunky yeah, yeah, a little, there towards the end, yeah. so I mean, it, it looked like a better, it, he looked good. For that age, yeah, he did. Yeah, they, they made they him made look him, really good, yeah. and I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, but they, they had that power struggle. Uh, Trevor comes over. He's been on the gunner seat in the Ecto One, trying to get to work. It's been broken. Podcast has been in the back trying to fix it. When all of a sudden the little mini puffs start attacking him, he and starts he, tasering. He takes that taser and, and just starts exploding them. And that was one of the funnier things too, because <laughs> they're all running away, and he's just like. Rah, yeah. rah, Turns into like a friggin' anthill, you know, like burning the ants. He's like, hey. And another thing I didn't even mention, uh, when the three originals showed up, three of the mini puffs were like in the windshield of the car, and they all went, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When they right. all showed up. Uh, so the power struggle happens. Gozer can't withstand the, the might of it. Family is forever. Q Vin Diesel rolling up in his Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. Gozer just my, can't my take friends it anymore. Are my power. Uh, then the others, they start shooting her as well, and then they all kind of do this big grand explosion thing. So they they take Gozer out finally. Everything kind of happens the same way as it did in 1984. The dogs turn to crispy shells with the people Trevor, inside. Trevor of them. is the last one oh, to right, help, I, yeah, and I, he shoots the big generator <laughs> that activates the the, the, the ghost traps. traps. All two hundred of them. And I was gonna say sucks them, sucks all the storm ghosts in and stuff. So yeah, uh, the mom finally sees that it's working, and she slams on the trap, forever trapping Gozer inside. So Just underground. Now this is the thing that confused me. Is they're like individual traps. Yeah. So yeah, so like she, it did literally. Did she go into one, or does she like spread out amongst all? Of them? Well, see, like the thing was, was like there was the multiple ghosts like in the storm, and she was kind of like absorbing they, they their all, power. So I think like it was enough to just like separate her from getting like super strong. Gotcha, gotcha. So they've they've That's got her I trapped up. Uh, they didn't really say what they were gonna do with her. They didn't do anything. Well, actually, I think Hope Ernie took her. No one. Ernie probably took her when uh, he took the car, because the, uh, after they've separated and everything, they they start seeing Egon and they they kind of talk yeah, to so Egon. Yeah, so what was yeah, minute. what was really cool was like when they when they all start shooting Gozer and stuff. Uh, the the three living Ghostbusters see the dead Ghostbuster in ghost yeah. form, <laughs> and they're and like, like they're like, all hey, just look, like, look at this, look yeah, at this. Oh, is this over here? <laughs> and he's just like, like, guys, look, it's 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 our friend who's dead. <laughs> yeah, it was so nice to see all four of them in but a yeah, row, it was even, cool and to even see though them, it wasn't yeah. actually Harold Ramis. That just seeing them all together, it really did make me sad. Yeah, and it, it was, brought a tear it was to my a eye. Very nice. They they did really well with uh, Harold Ramis' character. Um. So, Bill Murray walks up after him and he's like, Hi, 
how you doing, Peter Venkman? I'm from the home office. <laughs> just like, then we want to thank you for everything you've done out here. It's just like, oh my God, it's so silly. Um, and then uh, Ray Stans walks over to podcast and they're talking about it. And he was like, oh my God, you're my subscriber. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like, so, yeah, yeah, you know, I really thought that subscriber. I really thought it found its voice in the 46th episode. He's <laughs> like, yes, that's exactly that's right. exactly what I was saying. Uh, and they all have their own little moment. And then uh, Ernie ta- is talking to the car, and he's like, don't worry, baby, what have they done to you? Don't worry, I'll I'll, I'll take you home yeah. and take care of you. I'll, I'm gonna bring you home. And then it pans up after, uh, or not quite. Uh, we see Harold them them talking to him again. And then he was, uh, Carrie Coon sees him. Yeah. And she just runs up and hugs him. She, for all this time, she thought that he didn't really care. And when she finally went down into the lab when they were gearing up, she saw that, or no, before that, but when she uh, was attacked by the terror dog, that's where she got attacked. Yeah. Um, she went down into the, the lab and saw that he had pictures of everything that in her life, like, he had so many notes about it too, like notes about freckle formation has stuff, changed yeah. since this, this, and this. Scienti- freckle count. Scientific studies of like the biology improvements of her life. And like uh, apartment specs, it was like load bearing walls don't seem appropriate for apartment, and it's just like, oh my god, it's totally it's so Egon. Just the way you can hear him speak all yeah. those post-it notes. Uh, but she hugs him in a nice embrace. He's crying, she's crying, and then that was the trigger that gave him resting peace and he kind of evapo disintegrated up into to the spirit into the sky world. and it pans up when he does that it does like um i can't remember what movie he's done that with like the star sparkle dust. going into the skyline uh lots of things but then all of a sudden it, it pops up in the screen for harold and that was another really beautiful moment i really yep. really enjoyed that and so it cuts to black and it comes back, but it's um, it's doing the Ghostbusters theme. We hadn't heard it the entire movie, and yeah. it, they, they changed it. It was like the intro to the movie, but they put it at the end. Yeah. So it was really cool, and you see the New York skyline, and you hear this, the song back gear up, and you York. see the Ecto-1 driving across the bridge into the city. So Ghostbusters are freaking back in business. They're back in New York City, and that was the end of the base movie, which... Before even the credits had rolled, I was just so happy. It it, it hit every note that I wanted it, was, it to hit it in that solid. movie. I, like I said, I wish they had done more with that Terror Dog Titan. That's the only thing I wish they had done yeah. more with. Like That seems like something that would have been extra enough to separate it from the others and give it a little more badass feel. Yeah. So I'm thinking that could have been something that was a thing. And the movie's a tight two hours, so I'm thinking that they probably had a lot more... I wish that it had been like two and a half hours. There, I, I there wasn't, been. yeah, because like, we we didn't get Slimer, you know. He's like the that, only one. That would have been like kind of cool. Him and uh, Rick Moranis. Those are the only two that mm-hmm. never repeated uh, an appearance. Which, I think I know why Slimer didn't show up. And before I get to that, the He's main trapped this whole time. the main credit sequence happens, and then it at the very end of it, it says all the main actors, and then it ends with Sigourney Weaver, and it's like. Wait a minute! I yeah. didn't see Sigourney yeah, Weaver we, in we the movie. Yeah, we both we both immediately caught it. Sigourney Weaver is listed in the credits, and last, we're the like, last one. Wait a minute! And it's minute. like, wait a minute! And then it instantly cut to a scene with her talking, and her and Venkman are doing that stupid shock therapy the, that he the did the first one with what's the guessing cards. And he's getting all of them right. He gets all the wavy lines, the five pointed star, the square, and then all of a sudden she's like. 
you marked the cards, didn't you? And he's like, no. And then she shocks him. He's like, yes, 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 I, I did. That hurts so and much. Then she was like, did you really shock your students? She's like, just the guys. I didn't shock the girls. <laughs> she shocked him again. And it, it, I love that they kept the same sound effects for yeah. it. It was like the... It was just so cool. And clearly, Venkman and Sigourney Weaver are together. They didn't... I mean, I mean, they had the baby yeah. together, which I figured that the baby was old enough. The baby didn't show up. It's true. Next movie. Anyway, so that little scene ends. There's a cute little scene with Sigourney Weaver. Can I also say this? Sigourney Weaver hasn't aged in like the last 20 years. I know, right? Like she, she you know, she aged and then she, she stopped. Stopped aging. <laughs> she got, she got to the like, the like nice the, fine like, wine yeah. and then, and then it didn't get older and you're like, no, okay, nice. Now, now nice. she's just not going anywhere and she's fine. I love her. Um, Dig it. So the credits continue and then we ended up leaving because we didn't think there was an end credits. But I saw the movie twice because I heard that there was an yes, extra we scene. We found out there's another which another scene. We really need to start getting. We need to look it up before we leave. Yeah, like I, we that's the first time in a long time we've not trusted to stay to the very end. Yeah, usually we just stay, and then for whatever reason we just didn't. It was seemed like one of those movies. that was like, ah, oh, yeah, they'll. they'll well, it's they like they did the mid credits, yeah. and it's like, what could they possibly do? Yeah, like, at what the else? End? Yeah, but they did it, and it made it even better. So it cuts immediately after the credits to a deleted scene from the original 1984 movie. Boy. And, and I loved it because it, I, I, I was watching, I was like, I don't remember this being in the movie. And I was like, oh, it had to be a deleted scene. So it's a moment between Spangler and Annie Potts. She's giving him this like antique relic coin to like, it's like to hold on to. It's like a little token, like the, the, the handkerchief favor thing so like, here hold on to this and he's like no no I can't it's it's something you should keep he's like oh don't worry about it I got two at home <laughs> and she's like I got another one at home and he's like oh okay then might as well take it I guess I'll just take so it. it was really just showcasing more of that Annie Potts Spengler relationship yeah. because then it cuts to the modern and she it's showing her again she was at the very beginning of the movie she was the one who met them at the house yeah I don't think she was the realtor. She was the one that took care of the bills and stuff. She, yeah, she, financial she said, stuff. like, yeah, she was the one who managed the money that he didn't have. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. How, however she managed the books. And she, she totally seemed like, she acted like she was in love with him, and yet yeah. they never got together, so I don't know why that ne- why that just didn't happen. They could have easily wrote that to make that happen. Yeah. Um, so she's talking to Zedmore. He is now the chief financial or CEO of his own company. He... I don't know what company it is. I'm assuming it's maybe security or something. I don't fucking know. They didn't go into it. But she's just talking to him about, what are you going to do now that you kind of gotten back into it? And he's like, I don't know. Uh, Egon was the tech. Ray was the heart. Venkman was just there. <laughs> and he's like, obviously, I am the financial. I, I had the financial success. Like I, at, the, at first, it just started off as a job. They just hired me right off the street and... I took that opportunity and I used it to build my own empire and do my own thing. And he's like, now I feel like I should give back to it. And that, and he, clearly this is after he's taken the Ecto-1 back. Uh, so it sounds as if he's going to be making another team. And while he's having this conversation with her, it's, oh, it's um, narrating over top of him in another scene. Mm-hmm. He's gone back to the firehouse. And he's walking in, it's all dusty, and it's derelict, and it looks like it's been used for years, which <clears throat> is funny because it's still used to this day as a firehouse. Yeah. And 
he's just walking around and all of a sudden he pan it pans over to another shot and it shows that wall with the ecto with the containment system on it, the red panel containment system that they put the traps trap into. Sucker thing. And remember what they said, if the light's green, the trap's clean. Mm-hmm. But this light wasn't green and oh it was in this God. derelict, dusty old firehouse, but it was just flashing red. And then you hear like it's kind of a slimer. grumble and then it kind of cuts mm-hmm. to black. So that was my thought. I said it could be Slimer could be in there. Slimer, we I don't out? think they would have kept something huge in there all these years. Yeah. But it who knows? I mean, it's a Ghostbusters image. You can write whatever you want. But seeing that instantly gave me hope that they are content thinking about doing more. Like they'd they'd all be down to do more. And not only that, but a week after it came out, uh, Jason Reitman and whoever's uh, friend partner uh, production partner is. I don't know his name. I can't think of it. But both of them were hired on to write for Sony for that that, that their own production company under Sony's flag. Mm-hmm. So because of this, that was his directorial debut, yeah. and he hit it and out of the park. Like, he wrote it. He directed fabulous. it. He did such a good job, and it's like, ooh, Sony finally sees. Excuse me, that there is potential to yeah. broaden this universe even more. Um, other than that. Excellent movie. Loved it. Final little Easter egg. I I mentioned part of it. When the three little Stay Puffs see the guys when they Mm -hmm. walk in, they showed them again when Gozer goes away and all the other ghosts are getting pulled into the traps. In the original movie, when everything exploded and they killed Gozer, there was a big fire explosion. It showed Stay Puff going like, ah, and it just kind of melted fire over top of him. They did that same shot with all three of them. They were just like, and they all screamed in that same pose as they melted away. Oh, my God. It was just a really cool... I love the similarities and shots and the repeats. It was just so nostalgic and... Yeah, like like you said, like, at the very beginning, this was, like, he's the perfect guy to do Ghostbusters. Yep. It's very, very Dave Filoni. Couldn't have picked another Dave Filoni on Star Wars, this chap for Ghostbusters. Yeah. You could not have picked a better person that knows the source material yeah. enough. Like he knew, he knew it. Everything. Uh, I fun, funny enough today I saw a post of uh, about The Witcher uh, getting filmed, and that Henry like apparently is so geeky about his Witcher knowledge that like they'll be filming a scene and he'll just go, "Wait, why don't we why don't we uh, use like this line from page two fifty three of the the Blood and Winter book or whatever?" Like blah blah blah. It's like it's like. You just have the perfect he, he, he people. You can cite his sources. You know, yeah, like you can cite your sources immediately. It's like this is definitely like this when you when you go see the new Ghostbuster movie. It's like every little thing is like it's like oh this would be perfect for that part from Ghostbusters one when you know they like, do this exact thing and it's like no one else would know that. And like I said, th- this movie covered like ninety eight percent of everything. I mean even. Even though uh, Rick Moranis wasn't in the movie, there was a reference to him in the movie. Yeah. When they went back into the basement, uh, the the basement lab podcast picks up that colander helmet yeah. that uh, he had on with all the blue and yellow wires <laughs> and right. shit sticking out of it. So he wasn't completely out of it. But I really thought this was going to be his return. Oh yeah, yeah. We were we were. Th- I remember when the trailer first came out, and we were like, oh, this could be potential because he because he. Uh, he came back for that like commercial for that like cell phone commercial with uh with freaking 
Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> and we were like, there's an opportunity. Canadian. There's an opportunity for well, him to make it back. I would say he's he's on track to be in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. Oh, gosh. So there I think that's probably why he's not doing anything. Disney got him for that, and they're like, Nothing not doing else. anything else. You, We've got you. You're ours. You've been gone for all this time. You can wait a few more years. But it would have been cool to see him in there. And like I said, Slimer would have been awesome. Like, maybe if, like... When they showed that panel in the old go- in the firehouse, yeah. it's like all of a sudden it just started oozing green slime yeah. or something, and you heard like Slimer's laugh or something yeah. in the cut scene in the cut to black, and it would just something like that. But without those two, like I said, ninety eight percent. That's an oh, A yeah. to me, and it this was, movie was amazing. I was there was there was like two thing like two things I was worried about was that it was gonna be way too like cringy. You know, way too. You also read it's gonna be like Stranger Things. Yeah, like you know, you get the Stranger Things kid, and like we saw it, and like it was very like Stranger Things esque. You know, the young kids and the eighties vibes. Goonies. Yeah, very, very, Still seen very. Eight. Yeah, I've seen Goonies. I thought you said you hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen it as of like two or three years ago now. So it, it had been. Somebody forever, else I know hasn't seen but it. But I even watched it either last year or two years ago. But uh. I was worried that that was going to be the vibe, and it was going to be like that cringe, like, oh, God, it's just kids in the 80s doing things. And then that didn't happen, so it was good. We got the right director. We got the, all the right things fell into right. And, like, I think everyone was just like, you're the you're the Ghostbuster guy. You were here. You, this is your legacy. You got it. You're good. I'm glad they gave him control of that. And then the other thing that, would, that was going to make me immediately take a star off of my rating was if they did a remix of the Ghostbusters theme song. A lot of people were thinking because they did that in the 2016 yeah. one with... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Um, uh, we don't talk about it. No, I'm trying to so, think of who, who the band was. They didn't. And, uh, Fall Out Boy. They, they, they played the original song at the very end of the movie, which was fair. I would have liked it in the movie some at some point, like in a big... Like, I expected it to be like, at the beginning, bring but then... Up moment. They didn't... They didn't or, they or like, you know, the, I liked that the... Phoebe looked on YouTube to find the old Ghostbusters commercial. That was really no, cool the, as well. He wasn't the only one. They also looked up, when Gruberson looked yeah. it up on there too, and yeah. she saw Egon for the first time. She's like, oh my God, that looks like, like, it'd, be looks really, like it'd be really funny if like they found like like the actual singer guy and like, they made a song for the Ghostbusters or something. Like, that would have been really funny in my opinion. Is it copyrighted? But, uh... <laughs> I, I did but love yeah, I love the, that the they problems had, that I was worried about didn't happen and it was fabulous. The best story thing I thought for this movie to make it make much more sense was the whole there hadn't been a ghost sighting in like thirty years. Yeah. And they made that part of the story. It's like every yeah. every it was like twenty seven years. Yeah. Every twenty seven years a new event or thirty seven years, sorry. Yeah, thirty seven years. Long, yeah. Uh, a, a new event would happen, but in between it, it was all quiet. Yeah. And I love that, that because was, it was like, it how worked are out they, so like, perfectly. It's like, how did they just go out of business for 30 years? It's like, yeah. what the hell happened? Um, but anyway, real quick, I would say it's my, it, as of right now, it's my movie of the year. Right, and it's a very close tie, almost a tie between it and Snyder Cut. I loved Snyder Cut, but they, they're both completely different kind of movies. This one's got a lot more background in it for me. And Snyder Cut was badass. It was awesome. I wish it had come out three, four years ago. Like it was supposed to. Yeah. 
But Ghostbusters, consider, and this is the thing. That's the reason why Snyder Cut second, fresh and new. Snyder Cut, like Snyder Cut, a, is at just... least a quarter of it I had already really yeah. seen. Yeah. And it was just kind of oh, what's all? It's like the extended cut. Yeah. So really, Does Ghostbusters it count is, as a new movie because the movie actually. Ghostbusters is my number one. It might get overshadowed by Spider Man here, coming next week. I I won't say. Or Matrix. I hope the Ma- did. Uh, did you watch the second Matrix trailer? I, I did. Oh I boy, I didn't want to show. After I watched, I read it, regretted posting because there's a big spoiler character in that trailer. Man. I didn't know if you wanted to know about it. We'll talk about that when we watch the movie. Mm. Uh, we have a Twitter. It's at expect EMTMT. That's what do you, what do you expect give us? We didn't. You didn't rate the movie. EMTMT. We're getting to that. Oh I just gosh. wanted to get that out of there because I had it in Twitter my head. Twitter out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Uh, we also have an Instagram. It's also expect entertainment. It is blank. It will get there soon. I am making. I am officially making it a New Year's resolution. I'm no. The reason I say that is because for a while I was struggling with actually like wanting to post every day, but now I've just got to. Steer into the skid. I've got to jump into it, and I think it'll. I think it'll be fine once we actually just start it and do it. So that'll be up and running. This new year, I'm trying to be more adamant about it, more vigilant, trying to get this up and running. We both have enough stuff in our lives to fill Instagram for years, even if we did one item a day. One. There's at least three hundred and sixty-five items. There's at least one year. Just in oh. here. No. There's not 365 items in here. In here. Not just this room, but you've got in here, you've got all that shit down there. Anyway, so my review, 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10. 12 out of there 10. One, there was not one Well, I told you, other than those things, if, if those other two things had been in there, it'd be wow. 20. I mean, to be fair, I, I would... I'd probably I I give it a good five out of five too. It's, like there there is nothing bad. It's about one this of movie. the best franchise reboot continuations oh, yeah. I've seen. Absolutely. In recent memory, I mean, Star Wars: Force Awakens was good, and then they turned it south. Oh uh, yeah, way way better than any of the Star Wars sequel movies. I'm trying to think of other franchises, which that is have, hefty to say. That have come back. I would say like. Anyone, even if you haven't seen the old Ghostbusters movie, anyone that like would go see this movie would enjoy it. Like, yeah, it's you, just it's it, funny. It, it's it awesome. It was a lovely family fun chipper, full of heart action, fun heart loving chipper fun sweet movie. Great movie. Yep, twelve out of ten. I had to say everything twice because that's just how good it was. Twelve out of ten. All the all the actors did an amazing job. I, everything. I cannot flowed. praise this movie more. Nothing. <laughs> nothing was actually. out of nothing was out of place or like felt wrong or sounded wrong. Like everyone flowed together and worked together like amazing. And once again, this director knew how to blend practical yes. and digital. He didn't overuse digital. Yep. The terror dogs were like real puppets. Yes. But then when it was like chasing, it was animated like in the original yep. movie. In the original, it was claymation that they did because yep. they didn't have that tech then. But it it was mwah, chef's kiss. I couldn't have asked for a better Ghostbusters movie. I, saying that, they, they I, did. I they, they did every. Movie. They did everything right. Like everything that you were like, oh man, they're gonna do another Ghostbusters. Like the tarot dogs are gonna be full CGI. And it's like, nope, they're not. And it's like good. It's yeah. like, oh, they're gonna have a weird remix of the Ghostbusters song. Nope, they're not. None of the old Ghostbusters are gonna have any matter. Nope, they came back in full force. All the notes were hit now. I will say, Massive I wish... Massive amount of, like, fun 
treats and Easter eggs and good symbolism. And like I said, this was a tight two-hour movie, so I'm pretty sure this was in like stuff they cut and put on the floor. But I would have liked to have seen the conversation from Ray after Ray talked to Phoebe, going to talk to Bill yeah, Murray getting, and then getting, getting, the getting the it together. back together, like a little. Because he looked game. worried, and then it's just over, and it's like, oh yeah, it's yeah. suspenseful and blah 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 blah. But I, I would have really liked to have I'm seen getting the band back together. <laughs> that would have been a great freaking line. Like as soon as he got off the phone, he just looks worried and he hangs. It was like we're getting the band back together, just something like that. And, but then again, that was in that same moment when they were still mad at Egon. So like, I, I wonder, I want to know what it was, what he it said was, to them to get them on board with coming into their full gear. Yeah, it was, to this battle. It was cool how they did that. That was like really well done. How like they didn't fully describe how the Ghostbusters split up, but they gave just enough information to make you go like, oh gosh. And yeah. it, it kept filling in more and more yeah. as you went through the movie. So it wasn't it wasn't really spoon fed to you, but you weren't like wanting more yeah. like Oliver Twist. It, it covered everything <laughs> correctly in the perfect serving sizes. Yep. It was the perfect serving size Ghostbuster movie. And now I can't wait for another one. I got all my protein and calories. Pray, pray they make another one. And yeah, if they if they make more, like it needs to be... It, I, like, I will say it's having that a guy hard time. Take control of it. It's having a hard time in the theater right now. Uh, Disney's Encanto has... Encanto. That's the American version. It's pronounced Encanto. It's Spanish. We're in America, son. It's still Encanto. I don't care what you say. You go watch that movie. They're going to say it probably enough times for you to really know it's Encanto. But that movie's been the number one movie for the last two weeks, kind of overshadowing it because it's Disney. And I feel bad about that. Pixar's Disney movie. But it did open big recently internationally. It opened in like Russia and a couple other countries. So it's starting to get more and more... More buzz, but I just I hope it. I just want it to earn enough for them to. I I I want it to be like Dune. I want it to be out and them not even care and just be like we're gonna make Ghostbusters movies no matter what. Yeah. But Sony, I feel they're gonna. It's all gonna come down to money. Yeah, because Sony's always iffy on uh, movies and making sequels, but I I hope that like. Everyone's all because because you know this guy the, the you know but you know fair, they, they gave it more. a cha- they gave it a second you chance and it worked it, more. it didn't work in 2016 but they they gave it another chance yeah because they're stupid but they're smart to give it a second chance because they could have just been like done yeah no more that didn't work it's not gonna work people don't like Ghostbusters anymore but then then they I, somehow he I don't I wish he I knew the watched pitch. the 2016 movie and he goes. Alright, time to get what to have work. They, done to my boy? they massacred my boy. Time to get to work. That being said, like I said, twelve out of ten, you said five out of five. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I don't think any movie uh, Spider Man to me, I I wanna say Matrix might do it, but I'm not as into the Matrix as I am Ghostbusters. I gi- I give it a five out of five, but not in like a massively hypingly way. It's just, it's a five out of five. Of course it is. Why wouldn't it be? Because it is a great Ghostbusters movie. Five out of five. But Spider-Man Simple as that. I might like Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like me, Ma- the Matrix movie is, is the one that I will highly Fingers critique. Crossed. Fingers crossed. And that if that movie knocks it out of the park, balls to the walls, five out Trailer of five. Trailer one had me kind of iffy. Hardcore. Five out of five. You have to go see this movie. This is a five out of five. You're going to go see it. You're going to love it. 
De- we'll definitely make sure you at least try to watch it. Don't That's don't skip it if you if you want it. Like try not to skip Ghostbusters. You will enjoy. It's this definitely movie. definitely worth going and watch. Not even just in theaters, just watching in general. Yes. So, that being said, we've already mentioned our Twitter and Instagram accounts. I think that does it enough for today. That about wraps it up. Until next time, I'm. Don't the... cross the streams. Damn you. Mmm, I did it. I was literally gonna say I'm about to warn you not to cross the streams. Anyway, so I, I am stole the your glory. corporeal and what's another one? Hold on, corporeal. I thought you were gonna do really well. I know. I almost had it. Corporeal and ectoplasmic. There tank. you go. That's a good one. I'm I'm still Glenn. That's cool. I'm fine being covered in slime. That that was. That 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 would have that would have made the movie better, you know, if it, if it was like one of those four K X theaters, you know, those ones where they blow like wind under no, you, yeah, and they, they just rain slime mist and stuff. All of a sudden, just oh, slime gosh. starts just dripping the from the Nickelodeon slime from Nickelodeon era. Oh, jeez. It's been a dream of mine. Oh my god. Anyway, fare thee well, and as always, we're, we're ready, ready to, to believe, believe you. you.